we are nearing the end of our study through Peter. As we have studied through Peter, what we've consistently been drilled with is biblical truths learned from the suffering that these Christians in Asia Minor were going through. Right? We've learned the importance of shining as a light in this dark world that we live in and representing Christ in all that we do. Today what we're going to do is we're continue to build on everything that we learned so far as we continue to dive into 1 Peter chapter 4 and as we read today we're going to discuss how we as Christians can be ready for anything that comes our way. See, one of the greatest lies that you could ever hear is that suffering only exists in those who have a poor relationship with Christ or those who don't have a relationship with Christ at all right but as the great Christian leader Donald Barnhouse said he said the greatest struggles that life can know are not within the unsaved but within the saved every pastor that you see in a church today has sufferings in their life every person in the pews that you see from the sweet old lady to the grown man with a family has struggles in their life. Every leader that you see in Christian organizations at school, such as your FCA program and these other organizations, have struggles in their lives. But what sets some of these believers apart when we look at them is not the lack of struggling that they endure, but instead the ready-for-anything response to their struggling. When I was a student in middle school, I was constantly battling with ineligibility. I know I've talked to several of you in the room about my struggles with that and maybe even your struggles with that. And bottom line is when you're ineligible as a student, you can't play the game that you love. For me, that was baseball, right? In baseball, what we did is we had this exercise called a monkey hop. See, when you're ineligible, what this is, is this is horrible thing that we would have to do. It was essentially a squat hop with your hands above your head, so it's killing your legs, it's killing your core, it's even killing your arms because your hands can't go down. And what we'd have to do is we'd have to do this from one foul pole on the baseball field all the way to the other. And I'm not ca- talking about cutting across in a straight line. No, I'm talking about following the fence line, one foul pole all the way to the other, back and forth for the entire duration of practice. That could last anywhere from an hour and a half all the way to two and a half hours. It hurt so bad. That was some of the worst suffering that I had ever had to deal with. That suffering that I felt then was deserved. Right? I didn't put in the work in my classes and I think everyone in the room can agree that when you don't put in the work and you have to get something like that, you deserve it. I deserved that form of suffering. But all that left me thinking was this. What if the suffering that I had dealt with, those monkey hops that were torturous, they would they hurt so bad, wasn't deserved? What if I had to do those monkey hops simply for the fact that I was a part of the team? Today we're going to be talking about just that. These Christians in Asia Minor were being persecuted in insane ways that we really can't understand today in our comfy American churches. They were being persecuted against, they were being beaten and even killed for their faith. But in that suffering, Peter provided some words of encouragement on how to be ready for anything and how to properly deal with your struggles. So today, we're going to be reading in 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to read starting in verse 12 and all the way through 19. 
So if you have your Bibles, turn there with me. It says, Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you, as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also rejoice with great joy when, the, when His glory is revealed. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of God and glory rest on you. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in having that name. For the time has come for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? And if a righteous person is saved with difficulty, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good. When Peter wrote this book, when he wrote First Peter, he was in Rome. And with him being there, if you're not super familiar with what was going on for Christians in Rome at the time, when Peter says in this passage the words fiery ordeal, that phrase holds a heartbreaking power for what these Christians were going through in Rome. Right, these followers of Jesus living in Rome that Peter would have drawn inspiration from were literally being dragged from their families, dipped in tar, and were being used as living torches to light the gardens of Nero. Right, the process of tarring was to put this boiling, sticky substance on their skin, right, this burn their skin off, causing unbearable pain that I couldn't imagine. And it was all happening to these followers of Jesus. They were then burned to light the gardens of Nero. These Christians were being used as torches burning while the world worshipped its emperors such as Nero. But Peter offers us some interesting yet truthful words here when he says that even when stuff like that is happening to you, even when the worst trials that this world could ever throw your way are happening to you, stay ready and instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also rejoice with great joy when His glory is revealed. See, when we realize as Christians that we are in the world, but not of the world, and that we are placed in the world to make a difference for Christ, we start to live with an eternal perspective of our lives. As shocking as it is to believe, I have no doubt in my mind that there were believers in the midst of those being tarred that rejoiced in the Lord. Instead of saying, God, why are you doing this to me? They would rejoice that they are about to spend eternity with God. Here's the deal. It's unlikely that anyone in this room is ever going to be tarred for their faith. Now, I'm not saying it couldn't happen just with how the world is, but realistically speaking, it's unlikely to happen to you as an American during your lifetime. But you will face trials and challenges every single day in your life. You're going to face trials and challenges in your everyday life. You're going to run into people who don't believe in God and they're going to judge you for your belief in God. There will be points in your life if it hasn't already happened that you're going to lose somebody that you love. You're going to lose loved ones. 
And these challenges, no doubt, will be incredibly difficult. I know anytime I've gone through those challenges, it is incredibly difficult. But the question is, how are you responding to those challenges? Even in the difficulty, how are you responding to those challenges? Are you responding with a worldly perspective? Are you responding with an eternal perspective on God and His plan? As we read on in this passage today, we're encouraged to respond to our challenges like Christ. We're not to respond to our challenges as an evildoer in a way like someone of the world will respond, but instead we're to have an eternal perspective, to have an always ready attitude that means you understand that God has a purpose for the pain and you trust his will all the way through it. The last verse of this passage says it best. It says, so then let those who suffer according to God's will and trust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good. We live our lives on the earth for God and for His glory. We have an always ready perspective on our challenges and trials and seek to glorify God through them. Maybe that's not you today, right? Maybe you've struggled to give God the glory through your challenges. But maybe today is a wake-up call that you need to get ready and to understand God's goodness is there even in the darkest moments of your life. It's never going to be easy, but it's always going to be worth it. And God's plan is always going to come to fruition. What will it be for you? How will you respond? Are you ready?